It's Christopher with Simple Septic Secrets. Thanks for checking out another podcast as I drive to work. Luckily, it's a little bit of a long drive, so I have plenty of time to talk with you. Today is going to be the third day of the new hire that we have uh, under a probationary period. Although, I think she's going to do fine. The only issue is, is her strength, but so far she's doing a great job, so... And she has a great attitude, which really helps. Because you can build up strength, and I guess you can build a good attitude too, but some people either seem to have it or they don't. I know you can work on your attitude, you can change your attitude, uh, you can become a more likable person. But as I get older and I meet more people, I start to realize most people don't want to change. Either they are who they are and they're unapologetically them. Which is okay, except unless you're an asshole. Anyways, so yesterday went pretty good. Uh, the cool thing about it is she's totally down with me, like making content and shooting videos with her in it. She said she'll be in whatever video I need and whatever, so that's really cool. I think that'll help uh, my YouTube channel and uh, help help grow my Simple Septic Secrets brand, just because. You're not going to find very many girls or ladies or women or whatever you want to call it who are going to pump septic tanks. And you're going to find even fewer who pump septic tanks and who actually want to learn and who are, you know, have a good attitude about it. So I think that's going to help a lot. I've been shooting videos here and there, but I, I really need to shoot more. It's just I was going to do it like day one, like put the camera in her face, like, hey, you know, it's your first day on the job, da, da, da. But... I just couldn't bring myself to stick a camera in someone's face on their first day of work. So the more I like, train her and I'm around her and stuff, the more I'm comfortable with like, doing it. And she said it's fine multiple times. So, In fact, a few times she was like, hey, you should record this. This is like a, you know, an interesting one, which is a, a nice change. Because before, I think the, the last person was uncomfortable when I was recording. I don't think they, they liked it. Although, in their defense, I didn't necessarily ask. I just stuck the camera up on Go, like a GoPro up on a time lapse. And he's like, are you recording us? And I'm like, yeah. And that's kind of how it went. So, oh shit, all right. I got a little scared for a second there because I'm driving to work and I live on a large property. So I throw my garbage in the back of the truck and then I drive it, um, you know, like a thousand or 2000 feet to the dumpster. I put it in the dumpster. Well, the other day I forgot. And I got on the freeway and I look back and a little baggie flies out. And then all of a sudden this big ass bag of trash comes flying out and the guy behind me hits it and it just blows open everywhere. I'm like, oh fuck. Which is awful for me because one of my biggest pet peeves is people who litter. It just fucking pisses me off. Like, I'm the kind of person who multiple times I've been walking through Walmart and I'll see garbage on the ground and there's a garbage can right there. I'll just pick it up and put it in the garbage. Or I'll grab an extra cart and put it away. I just feel like if everyone were to pick up their garbage, this place would be so much cleaner. There's, there's, I mean, you go to these towns, like, there's shit everywhere, garbage all on the side of the road. If people were just pick up their shit after themselves, it wouldn't be like that. So it was awful for me to see a fucking bag of garbage go flying out the back. That definitely sucked. So I immediately pulled over. I mean, I'm not going to be able to pick it up. So it was everywhere. But I pulled over and I, I took the other bags. And I put them in the back of my truck so they didn't blow out. Which totally sucked because there was like dog shit bags in there and the trash had been sitting there in the sun a few days. So I had to ride 
another 25 minutes with this rancid ass trash in my back seat on these nice leather seats, which sucked. But to me, it was better than losing another bag on the freeway. So now I always got to make sure I have the garbage taken out before I leave there. That was a little bit of a side sidebar, but for a second there, my heart skipped a beat. I thought, oh shit, then I forget to throw it away. Because for whatever reason, my short-term memory doesn't seem great. So the other day we were at a job, I parked the truck, and then I was I went to go get something out of it, and I walked in the complete opposite direction at the school, and I'm like, wait, they didn't park over there, and I had to, I kind of forgot where I parked, and I'd only parked it there, shit, 15 minutes before. So I don't know what's up with my short-term memory. I don't smoke weed or anything, but maybe it's because I smoked a lot of weed when I was younger. You know, I started smoking weed when I was like 15 years old off and on and then I was a pothead all the way until like probably like 21 and then I was forced to quit because I had to get my commercial license and they do random drug tests so I was forced to quit smoking weed and I would do it here and there over the years like one time here one time there you know because you never know when you're gonna get a drug test and funny enough I actually failed the drug test and it was from taking CBD which is crazy I might as well have just been smoking weed that entire time for all the bullshit classes I had to take and have to go and piss in front of people. I might as well have just been doing hardcore drugs because they treat you the same. The only difference is you have to, so, okay, so if you fail a drug test, I had to learn all this shit, I had no idea about it. You have to hire um, a SAP, which is Substance Abuse Professional. You have to have a one hour, like, talk with them on the phone or 40 minutes, I don't know, is it 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, I don't remember. But you have to talk to them on, like, Zoom. Luckily, I could do it on Zoom because of COVID, so I don't have to actually go in in person and drive. So I talked to the guy, and I basically just bullshitted with him, and I asked him about his business and you know, how to answer his questions. And he's like, okay, yeah, you're not a drug addict. He still thought that I smoked weed, though. He said the levels were high. And I'm like, look, I took a shit ton of CBD. That was not supposed to have THC in it, but it was full spectrum, which means there's some THC, but it's not supposed to be enough to register. Because I had COVID before that, so I was taking a ton of it, and my body ached and it hurt. I usually don't take that much CBD. But anyways, he said that I had to do eight hours of this, like, course thing that I had to pay for. So I had to buy this course and do it for eight hours, and then take these tests along the way, and then have a meeting with him afterwards. And then on top of that, you have to go in and do another drug test to prove that you, you, you know, don't have any drugs in your system. And they got to watch you pee. And then you're supposed to have follow-ups, like a lot of them right after. And since good things happened to me, they've actually not had me send in for another follow-up. And we're coming up on a year, which is going to be after the time period. Though. So I think I might get away with not having to do all the follow-ups. That would be nice. I don't mind going and getting the drug test, but I really don't like people just staring at your dick while you take a piss. It just, it's hard to do, too. I guess if you were in the military, you'd probably be used to it. But I didn't grow up in, I didn't go in the military, so I'm not used to people staring at my dick while I piss. But anyway, so if you fail a drug test, they make you pay for a sapper, make you pay for a course. You have to go through all the course and then take the drug test again and show that you don't have any drugs in your system. I was thinking it was going to take, like, months, but really it took about a week. And luckily, since I wasn't able to drive, I was able to focus. We were trying to hire someone at that time, but nobody in the office really knew how to hire somebody. And I hadn't hired anybody either, but I do, you know, online marketing and all that kind of stuff. So 
I was able to spend time in the office writing ads, or, you know, making the ad more presentable. The, someone would apply for a job, you'd reach back out, you wouldn't hear from them. So what I would do is I wrote out a sequence, and it was, I'd say, hey, you know, you might be a good fit, yada, 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 inside of uh, ZipRecruiter. Then I would send him a text message, hey, you, did you probably saw my message on ZipRecruiter, but I think it could be a really good fit, yada, yada, yada. Check and take a look out for my email. Then I sent an email to them also saying the same thing. And usually, that's actually how we end up getting somebody because most people, their resume and stuff's on ZipRecruiter, but they don't ever check it. So I end up getting somebody because they got a text message from me because their number was on there, and they responded to it and came in. But if I wouldn't have reached out in those three different areas to a bunch of different people, it wouldn't have worked. Interestingly enough, I was hiring for a Class A position, and I had quite a few people trying to bullshit their way into getting the job. And I'm like, you have to have a Class A. Oh, oh, I'm like, it says it right there. There's even a, a question that says, do you have your Class A? And if they click yes, then they're approved. If they click no, then it's called a deal breaker question. They can't get the job, but they lie on it. And then you get them on the phone, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I don't have that. So I don't know why they think they can bullshit into it. I understand, like, if I was asking, do you have a bachelor's degree? And, like, if they're a really good, smart person, I wouldn't really care if they had it or not. Because I think having a college degree basically just shows that you're able to follow orders and you're able to study. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good at the job. So a lot of these big companies I've heard are actually waiving these college degrees for certain individuals depending on if they like them or not. Whereas before, it's like you have to have your bachelor's, you have to have your master's, your master's. Unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a scientist, something like that that actually requires it, uh, a lot of times it's getting waived. Another interesting thing that I found in the job in the category of like hiring people is, is there was a huge wave of older people getting laid off. And then... Like, I say older, I mean not really old, but like in their 50s. They got laid off and they hired a bunch of young people. And then they realized these young people don't want to work. They complain about hard work. They want to work remotely and hardly get anything done. They bitch and moan about everything. So since after like a year or two of that, now there's a big wave of hire, like, uh, laying off all these younger people, like people in their you know, mid-20s. And there's a, um, they've been hiring a ton of people in their 50s because they're like they work hard they're dedicated professionals they show up on time they know what they're doing so it's kind of interesting to see and i was actually looking for somebody who is a little bit older not too old because this is a physical job and i don't want someone to get hurt now you can't discriminate against age we had a guy that was working for us who was in his 70s who was doing construction and that guy was jacked that fucker, he, were, he must have been like a bodybuilder in his younger or something. He was really strong. And he did a great job. I learned a ton from him. He was in his 70s. He's doing a very physical job. So you never know until you meet the person. So, but we ended up with, you know, a young girl who, um, she's not very big. She's probably 110 pounds at the most. She's not very big at all. But she's smart. She seems to be able to handle the hose. And she seems to be good with people. And her memory is really good. Way better than mine. It's nice because I can explain something and she'll either take notes or she'll just remember it. I'll say, hey, before, after we leave this uh, dump here, don't forget you have to put the exit, you know, the time you leave on there. And uh, 
surprisingly, she, I, you know, I, I checked the office afterwards. I made sure she did it. I said, hey, did, I, she probably forgot. I only told her once. She was kind of busy, but I told her. But no, she remembered it. I would have forgot to do that. I don't have the best memory, as I was saying. So it's nice being able to explain things to people and have them want to learn and actually be excited to learn, especially in this type of job. I mean, this is a really strange job to do. I'm accepting things. It's unusual. So my point is, you never know until you give somebody a chance. In fact, when she called, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but when I was on, I was on the phone with my brother. And this is another thing, too, that I, that I liked is we had the ad on ZipRecruiter. Two people reached out. Out of all the people that applied there, there's like 15 people. Two people didn't even reply on ZipRecruiter. They immediately looked up our phone number and called us. Hey, I heard you're hiring. And those two people got immediately put to the top of the list because they're in the show's initiative and thinking outside the box. One guy ended up not showing up for the interview. He kind of ghosted me. And then she showed up. And when she had first called, I was like kind of laughing with my brother because I, I, you know, I could tell it was a girl on the phone. I go, I could ask her if she knows what we do. And then he's like, you know what we do? She's like, yeah, hey, I know. You guys pump septic tanks. And I'm like, well, I guess tell her come in and get an application. And she came in and got one. And then um, – so I was like, well, just come down for an interview. Just, you know, I was interviewing everyone that day, and she was actually the only one who showed up. Uh, but even if those other people would have showed up, I think I, I still would have given her a shot because she just had a really good attitude. And to me, attitude is everything. If you're willing to learn and better yourself uh, and you're into reading and that kind of stuff, then you're going to do much, much better. Uh, and I was supposed to continuously... So I hired her on his probational period, and I'm supposed to continue to have people come in and interview them and have them lined up in case it doesn't work out. But I think it's just going to work out, so I haven't actually interviewed anybody else. Still the ad going, just in case, but I haven't interviewed anybody else because I think it's just going to work out. But the funny thing is, if you would have asked me a month ago if we would ever hire a female for that position, I'd be like, no, no, no one's going to want to do it. But I was wrong. one thing I don't like about the about the training part is that I gotta get up at 5 a.m. get ready and then leave over there and be there on time usually I'll wake up around 8 we're supposed to be at work at 7:30, but I'll wake up around 8 because I'm staying at home usually and calling customers and it doesn't really matter I make my own schedule I'll you know keep working until 5 or 6 so I'm kind of make my own hours I'll go on a job, and if I need to stay late, a couple times I was putting a job in. I stayed until I stayed till from basically 6:45 in the morning to like 7:30. I didn't get home till eight, like two days in a row. So I'll stay on the days I need to stay, but I also kind of make my own schedule and try to make sure that I get enough sleep. Whereas right now I actually got to be there. So day one, I drove in the truck. She wasn't on the insurance yet, and I was teaching her this is how you drive it. There's all the stuff about the truck. And day two, she was added to the insurance, so I didn't want to sit in that passenger seat because it's not an air ride seat, and I have uh, you know, back issues and like my sciatic nerve hurts and all that. So I'm like, well, she's already got her commercial license. I'm not teaching her to drive the truck. She knows how to drive it. The fact the truck she used to drive was a 53-foot trailer. This truck's like 30 feet long. It'll be fine. And so I basically just had her drive the second day, and... I had her follow behind me, so then I kept her on the phone, so then I could say, see how she was driving or if I needed to tell her anything, whatever. And it actually worked out a lot better because if you think about it, once the training period is done, she's going to be in that truck by herself with no guidance. So you might as well start her off there right away inside the truck with no guidance. Well, she's on the phone with me, so there is guidance. But 
So that way she can get comfortable to being in there by herself and figuring it out. And plus, if she was a shitty driver, she's not going to be able to get her commercial license anyways. And the cool part is, though, I had her back up in a few different spots that were really tight, and she figured it out right away and was able to back up. Uh, there's a few more tips that I'll teach her as far as backing up, a few other things. You kind of got to get used to it. That was the same with the last guy. But after about a week or so of doing it, it's really easy. Like, once you know how to position the truck, like, oh, I got to pull up this way and then back up and chase it. And, like, there's a few things like that. But once you get it, it's really, really easy. The interesting part, though, is when my mom found out that I was driving in this truck at the end of the day. She didn't notice at the end of the day. She goes, what the fuck? And she doesn't cuss very often. So it was like her real personality really coming out. Um, but she's like, what the fuck? And gets all mad. It was crazy, though, because she didn't seem to care that that truck messed with my back. Um, I get bloody noses from being in there because they have a mold problem in the office. The drivers come and go from that truck. So when I'm around any type of, like, uh, any type of my myotoxins, my nose starts bleeding, especially those particular ones because it's toxic. And I haven't addressed the issue there. But she was losing her fucking mind until the point where... She said, that's not how you train somebody. And I said, okay, how many people have you trained? Well, none. I said, exactly. I'm training people. I'm the one writing these guides. I'm the one figuring it out. I'm using my best judgment to figure the situation out. Because she doesn't really know anything about any of this stuff. She sort of just took over the position uh, for my dad. Anyways, she lost her fucking mind. Um, and that's the reason I don't tell my family about this podcast. I don't want them knowing. I don't want them listening to this. Maybe one day they'll hear it and they'll hear the truth, but at this point, it's my little place to vent, to inspire, to put out facts, and do whatever I want. It's basically a public, <laughs> it's a kind of a public diary that no one's going to listen to, or likely not. Even if it starts getting traction, most people aren't going to go all the way back to episode one and just listen forward. Those episodes suck. Even these ones aren't the best. I'm getting better at it. I can talk for longer. In the beginning, I could only talk for maybe five minutes, and then I ran out of shit to say, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. And my girlfriend said, if anybody's going to have a podcast, it should be you, because there's nobody else I know who can just talk to themselves for as long as you do. The phone would drop the call, and it would be like five, ten minutes later before I know someone's gone. I'm just like talking, talking, talking. But when you know that it's just you by yourself, actually very difficult because you're not having a dialogue it's not bouncing back and forth you know people, strangers are going to listen to it and it becomes more difficult but the more you do it the easier it is to just flow and talk and talk about whatever comes to mind which for me i think i have adhd so all kinds of shit comes to mind talk about one thing oh wow see like right there there's a girl sleeping on the ground on the middle of the sidewalk she looked kind of young too I, I couldn't see her face but I guess it's hard to tell if you can't see someone's face, but... Yeah, she's curled up in a ball in the middle of the walkway on a nice area where people walk with their head on, like, a backpack or something. That was interesting. Had I not lived where I live, I'd probably stop and see if she's okay, but since I'm so used to seeing people sleep on the side of the road, it just becomes normal, like, oh, it's probably a homeless person, or they're probably high on fentanyl or whatever. Because there's a lot of that going on where I live. Not so much in this area. That's kind of unusual because this is more of a rural area. It's further out. 
and it's kind of next to like a golf course in a nicer area. And I usually see young kids at high school like running up and down the, the bridge. They'll run over the overpass and around. Uh, so I've never seen someone laying there quite like that, but I'm long gone now, so I gotta get to work. And they were curled up in a ball like they were sleeping, so probably fine. So I had an idea for creating content, and I thought this could be helpful. I could show the new driver a tip or technique or whatever, and then basically record her saying it back to the, to the, you know, on the recording. And I think it'll do really well because she has really good memory. And then by repeating it back to me, I'm sure it'll solidify it in her brain a lot easier. And then there's content. And then I told her if she wanted, she could start a YouTube channel. I'll send her all these videos. She can record on the job. She can do whatever she wants. Because I said, you do kind of have a blue ocean there. There's nobody else on YouTube that I've seen. And I look for Pumper's uh, content. I've seen nobody on there who's a girl, who's or a lady, or whatever you want to say, whatever's the right way to say it, a woman who's pumping septic tanks. I go, you'd be the only one, so you're more likely to to catch people's attention versus, like, there's quite a few people online making content around septic systems and septic tanks and all that. But that'll be up to her. I'm not going to pressure... That, that's not on... That's totally up to her. The bad part about when I hire somebody, and maybe I shouldn't do this, but I start talking to people, and then I... This is just based on my personality... I start talking about all the different possibilities and this and that and like all the things I've learned and um, it almost can inspire them to like go off and do their own thing. And if you have a good driver or a good, you know, employee, you don't necessarily want to lose them by like talking about all these different things and like I guess giving them hope is what you'd probably say. But for me, I don't give a shit about that because if I inspire somebody and they go on and do better things. I get excited about that. I'm like, I'll find someone new to do this job. I'll find someone else. Because uh, you only live one life. So I'm not the kind of person to try to trick somebody into staying and working for me when they can do much bigger and better things. Now, I think they can learn from me and grow while they're there, and then if they outgrow the position of me, that's fine. But I would assume most people, when they're hiring people and training people, they don't probably talk about different business stuff or ideas or motivational shit, other than if it's like a sales job and you're trying to motivate the person to do more sales in order to make you more money. But I don't know, because I don't really know anybody who, well, that's not true. I do know a few people that hire people. And yeah, that's basically what they say. They just let him work, let him do his thing. I just talk too much, so. And I kind of enjoy it. The coolest thing to me is like telling somebody something and then when they do it and then it works. That's super exciting to me. Not that I have all this like amazing information in my head. All I'm really doing is reading books, listening to podcasts, and just regurgitating what other successful people have said. Which is kind of what everyone's doing, I think. We're all just repeating other people's ideas. I mean, we do... I guess by hearing these different, this different information, different books, and, and 
podcast. You're taking in all this information, filtering it through your lens of how you view the world. So I guess as I'm regurgitating it and I'm speaking it back, I'm speaking it back with my own twist on it or my own take on it or what I've taken away from it. So I guess it's not necessarily just copying what people are saying, putting it back out there, because there is my own spin on things. I'll say things a little more forward or blunt than, than most people. But, you know, not as forward as others. Some people are just like flat out, you're a fucking loser, you have to get your shit together. I don't necessarily talk like that. I think like that sometimes, but I don't necessarily talk like that. Because speaking like that is not going to motivate anybody. In fact, one of the things that I'm working on, and, and I'm not good at this, I'm working on it, I'm going to be better at it. I think I'm not good at it because as a kid I was never really complimented much, at least not by my parents, so not that I could remember. So one thing I didn't do very well with the last driver is when they do something positive, you're supposed to reinforce it. Instead of just telling them all the negative shit they did, when they do something right, you're like, oh, you did a really good job there. And funny enough, I, I was telling that to my mom, and I was like, look, we need to start reinforcing positive behavior because she has all these bad things to say about the other driver and about everyone else. That's how she is. Like, we got to start reinforcing these things when you do something right. Like, if you're having an issue with someone filling out a manifest or whatever, explain it to them. And then that day, they're probably going to do it right because you explained it that day. And when they do, say, oh, good job. That, they did a really good job. That makes it so much easier in the office now that you can just fill it out correctly. Like, keep doing it like that. That's actually really good. That's exactly what I want you to do. <laughs> she, she said, well, I did tell him once. It's nice to be able to read the writing on the secondary page there. I'm like, that's passive-aggressive and fucking rude. That is not a compliment. It's like a backhanded, passive-aggressive compliment. Tell someone after you just explain to them what you want to do, oh, it's nice to finally be able to read the, the second page. So that's the kind of shit I grew up with. But I'm trying to better myself and go outside my comfort zone and actually give compliments. And it feels good to give compliments. Although it feels weird to give compliments if you've never given up. I'll tell you, it's, it's like strange. Like, my girlfriend, it'll just flow right off her tongue. She'll just meet a stranger. Oh, I love your nails. Or, oh, you're, that's really pretty. Or she's just really good at it. Me, I have to sort of force myself to do it. But it's something I'm going to be very intentional about moving forward with everyone else we hire. And I'm going to take that into my own business. Because I'm going to have a business with, you know, 100 employees or whatever. And I want to be able to compliment them. I, I know that's a lot of people to be able to meet individually and stuff. But I want to instill that type of environment and behavior from me down to my managers and people who would be running things below me. Uh, I also want to have like a really big open office where anybody can just walk up and uh, ask you a question. I mean, these are all ideas I have until I actually have it. Maybe that's a terrible idea. I don't know. Maybe you're getting bothered all day. But I like the idea of having like even someone new you hired be able to have access to you and Again, I don't know. I'll have to try it out and see. I have big plans to be able to have this company be, be pretty big. In fact, I've been trying to read my Vivid Vision every day. It takes a little bit because it's like four, five pages. So it takes a little bit of time. But every time I read it, it just fires me up and gets me excited. Like, oh, that's my vision for the company. Like, it's so cool. I want to be able to, like, see it and, like, you know, be able to hire people and, and you know, have a have a big successful company where other people can you know provide a life for their family and make 
I don't want to hire a bunch of people who, what's the lowest I can pay them? It's like, what's the most I can pay them? And still be profitable and still make a lot of money. Like, what's the most I can pay people? Because I'm a firm believer that you're going to get what you pay for. So if you try to pay people just bare-ass minimum and don't give them a chance to grow, you're just going to get shitty people who don't want to grow. High performers are always going to look to the next level. What can I get to next? How much more can I make? What else can I do? And they're always going to be looking for the next thing, how they can better themselves, how they can make more, how they can move up. When you don't give anybody any opportunity to, to grow, they're just like, okay, well, what other job could I get that I can make more money at? They're looking for other opportunities outside. But if you have opportunities and places to grow within your business, I think that'll make a huge difference. And that was another mistake we made with the last person is we gave them a raise all at once um, because we needed to in order to keep them there. Uh, but we didn't have any incentive programs. It's not like, hey, if you sell this riser or you sell this, this uh, filter or whatever, we didn't have any of that shit. So we weren't able to... He wasn't able to grow and be like, okay, I can make more money if I sell more stuff. Instead, it's like I could sell all the stuff in the world and I make nothing extra. That's how it's always been, and I think that's bullshit. So moving forward, we have this new scheduling software that can keep track of like the individual sales, and you can also keep track of commissions and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to be able to do that to give the drivers the opportunity to make more money. It'll help us make more money and help them make more money. So that's something I'm really excited for because they make more money. We make more money, everybody's happy, and I think it just makes a huge difference. This got here, and for the first time in a really long time, I'm the first one here. I'm 15 minutes early. I don't can't tell you the last time I've been early, which is probably a bad habit. Well, it definitely is. But with all the shit I've been going on, it's like, I just make my own schedule. I get there when I get there. And again, I'll stay till 7.30 if I have to. Plus, I don't come into the office. I, I rarely come in here, and there's a damn good reason for it. And that's because this office, I had tested it, is filled with toxic mold. Well, I gotta open the game. Alright, so this office is filled with toxic mold. Black mold, it's dangerous. So I just flat out fucking refuse to go in there. So, Which is nice, because now I can work from home. I'm like, you couldn't pay me $200 an hour to go in that fucking building and get bloody noses and get brain fog and breathe that shit into my lungs and shorten my life. I'm like, I'm just not doing it. They didn't like it, but I didn't really care. I'm just not doing it. It's not worth it to me. It shouldn't be worth it to anybody. My brother and my mom go in there. My brother makes like $27 an hour. I'm like, you can't pay me especially $20 an hour. You couldn't pay me $100 an hour to go in there. And that's the problem, though, when you don't have a second stream of income, you don't have options, you haven't really been building up, like, skill sets. Not to say my brother hasn't, because he has. He used to be, you know, like, an electrician and stuff, so he has other options, but I think he thinks one day that company's going to be his. I don't know. To me, it's not worth it. I'm not fucking going in there. Uh, that's actually why I don't go in the pump truck, either. Like I said earlier, is the the... Drivers come and go, they get covered in those myotoxins, they sit in there, and the spores go everywhere. When I get home, uh, I'm covered in spores, I have to shower outside, I get headaches, and it just, my body doesn't react well because all my organs are filled with fucking mold for living in this awful mold fucking place for the last 10 years or whatever. 
All right, well, I'm here early, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go get a bag, and I'm going to walk up and down the road there, and I'm going to pick up garbage because people throw garbage out and it gets stuck on our fence. So I'm going to go practice what I preach, and I'm going to go pick up some garbage, and I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can check out simpleseptiksecrets.com. No, you can't. If you try to search it, you probably won't find it because whatever. But you can email me at Christopher at Simple Septic Secrets, or you can follow Simple Septic Secrets on YouTube or Instagram to see some of my ridiculous content. And, yep, see you guys on the next one.